Hey, this is Dan here from RuneSilk, and I'm joined by one other, and that's none other than Damo for show, and this is the Beard Mouth Podcast. So sit back, listen, and enjoy. Welcome to the Beard Mail Podcast. It's me, Damo for show, and him. D to the chisel, Dan from Rune Silk up in here. It's Daniel Jones, and today I get the hooking nice and quick. We're talking about I. Sorry? Yeah. I. I in the house. Also, also spelled as A dot I. It means artificial, artificial intelligence, Dan. No, there's no H's. Artificial intelligence and robots. And you wanted to talk about this particular subject today because... Um, so it's just one of those topics that we're, I always talk about. Um, I was actually, me and the wife was talking about this this morning. And it's pretty scary, isn't it? Like the the advances in artificial intelligence and robots and, and Terminator and all the stuff in the 80s now coming true. Skynet interwebs in the cloud. And um, yeah, I just thought it'd be pretty cool just to talk about, you know, robots, what we think the future will be like, what we think that will we have a future when the robots take over, that sort of stuff. That's deep, man. That's deep. I don't know whether we might have skirted over this briefly before, because it's also a subject that I like to talk about. Um, do you recall when I told you about um, origins of the species and all that sort of stuff? And I was reading those books and it tells you about civilization and where it started. That actually talks then about us becoming cyborgs and then robots and um mm. we, we've had that conversation i can't remember if we've ever recorded it but yes i'm keen to talk about this because it's also a bit of my thing as well so uh, where where shall we where shall we start well i think uh, a good place to start and apologies for the youtube watchers today you might see some flickering on my screen I'm in a different room today to get closer to the internet so our connection is spot on we've got a uh, absolute amazing podcast so for those listening ignore the last five seconds so um do you think robots will be the actual demise of the human race mm, that's a very 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 good question um I do, I do think the demise of the human race is on the cards a lot faster than perhaps we would have liked to have thought um, will we transition to cyborgs and robots? Will robots go crazy like in the films and take over? Um, or will there be something horrifically stroke exciting, apocalypse type, nuclear war, stroke, catastrophic climate issue? It was weird, actually. I was watching a little bit of something the other day, and it's like there's nothing to actually say that well, we can't prove that it might not happen. That Like tomorrow, something just could happen, and it would be the end of it. But if we do survive on the planet, I do think that robots, if you look now at what we use robots for and how advanced they're getting, um, they're just getting better and faster and quicker. And, and we've said this before mm. with technology, you know, 100 years ago to, to invent something and make it happen, it took a long time. And then that technology just got quicker and quicker and quicker. So the thing that I would like to contribute to this conversation, actually, is we're getting, we're getting very proper. This is important and it will lend itself later down the line. What I think is very important, is human beings used to have technology to help them if they had ailments 
And this is significant. So, for example, um, my eyesight is deteriorating or it's not very good, so I wear this technology on my face, glasses, to see better. Let's say, for example, I was um, a little bit hard of hearing or have difficulty with my hearing. I would use technology to make that hearing normal. So you would, you know, let's say somebody loses an arm uh, for whatever reason in an accident, they would have a prosthetic limb technology to help them um, to be normal. So that's to look normally, to hear normally, to function as normal as possible. And that's what it was for. However, now people are using science and the advantages of technology to get better. So people are wearing glasses, not to see normally, but to see further and better and crisper. Mm -hmm. People are starting to have hearing aids, not to hear because they can't hear, just because they want to hear further and better. And people are having, um, you know, if you could, you know, if you lost your leg, then why not? If you the next leg you get, a technology one could be way better. Like imagine even your hands, if you could grip, let's say a normal hand, I don't know, facts, let's say a normal hand grips 100 pounds of pressure, you could have a fake one that grips 5,000 pounds of pressure. Like, and it'll get to the point where people will go, well, actually, that technology, that science hand is better than a normal hand. I'll have that, please. And I think that's how we will transition. Um, and also, if you think about like technology coming upon us, like we've all got a phone now with everything in it, and it's this small. It can get smaller and smaller and smaller. Eventually, people will have it on their brain. People have already got chips in their arms. We talked about, you know, the clocking in at work and stuff. You'll have, you know, you pay for stuff on your watch now. Eventually, you'll just pay for it because you'll have a, a digit in your finger that will just pay for stuff. And then I think our eyes will be able to work a computer, you know, or a phone but it will just, or it will pop about your hand or something. It will be a holograph or something. That's all happening. And that is the transition of us becoming more robot-like. And that mm. is a completely different question from actual physical robots taking over the world. So I wanted to get that in quick and in the early. Um, <laughs> that part of it, us turning into cyborgs. But then there's also, like there could be, you know, there are robots doing jobs in factories now, picking and packing. I do some Amazon delivery driving. There are now little um, things that go around and deliver your Amazon parcel that are just electronic little robots that look like dogs. There's going to be drones as well that are delivering stuff soon. So the robots are going to take over some of the jobs. Um, and it's very interesting and very scary. But I've had I've had a few minutes talking about it, Dan. What do you think? I've still got more in the tank, man. Well, I think the so the, what led the discussion today with Megan was we were, we were talking about um, artificial cyrobotic hearts. So they're mm. trialing now or testing essentially a heart. I think the heart is the easiest organ to replace uh, cyborg with as a cyborg replacement because essentially it's just a pump. Obviously, things like the kidneys and the liver are more of a filtration system and a bit more complex. But the heart essentially is just a water pump. So um it's looking at how how that kind of um will change us but for me it's more about the art artificial intelligence side of things so robots are now more smarter than their creators because they have access and the ability to store more data so the brain can only store so much and we can only know so much information but the, but robots can literally tap into any point of information through, via the internet and have that data at a, at a click of a finger, rapid speed. If they want to know something, they can they can find it out quicker than it would take us to actually open up Google, type it in, and search for it. So the we got kind of deep on it this morning as well, where we were talking about. So 
if a lot of people kind of say, oh, it's fine. You know, if if robots were ever to take over the world, we just shut the internet down and therefore they've lost their access to data. The problem we've got there, though, is that the robots already know that we're thinking about this because they can access the reddits and the social channels and, you know, all the forums. They know exactly what we're thinking. So, so if you get someone, the queen robot or Skynet or whatever it is, the first thing they're gonna, going to do is how can we ensure, sorry to tap the mic, how can we ensure our survival? So therefore, we've already seen and heard on the internet that, ah, oh, well, the first thing we'll do is just shut down the internet. So they're going to say to themselves or say to their, in their, their hive, the first thing we need to do is create our own network. So essentially they're creating Skynet. You know, and I still think Skynet, you know, you look at the Terminator, you know, we call it the cloud, but actually it's the Skynet. It's still the, it's still the Sky Network. And so the, the first thing they will probably do is establish their independence. So they'll create their own communications network and they'll start running data, um, data algorithms that will say, uh, actually, we've, um, we've actually worked out that but there's a 99.5% chance that the world is actually going to be fine for another 25 million years if we just eradicate humans. So they'll start to think about risk and and survival. So robots will then be going, well, they'll want to start increasing their survival rate. So the only way that they can increase their survival rate is to ensure the survival rate of the, of the planet, which means that they'll destroy humans. And that's personally how I think we're going to actually go down. That will be the big reset. And then where we have to have a revolution, we have to figure a way of actually shutting down these robots for our own survival, but we're going to lose about 98% of our population trying to defeat these robots. And then we have the big reset. I'm not so sure. However, what does this robot takeover look like? What are you talking about? Like robots running around with guns that are all coordinated by the Queen robot? Or is that what you mean? They're already there, man. Look at Boston Dynamics. They've got robots that can shoot guns, that can evade attacks, that can jump, you know, two meters high, that can sprint faster than any human. But you wouldn't know, the leader what's... wouldn't the leader of those robots be a human coordinating it all? Like get yourself an army no, of robots. No, 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 because because AI is already becoming self-aware. So mm. when when AI starts to be able when, when it starts calculating its own algorithm of risk it essentially will just be that's how it will then start to i don't know if it'll be a hierarchy because it'll be a hive mind it will essentially just be one mind that's controlling all of these robots um you know once once one army has a thousand robots that has the ability of a thousand men it's game over because <laughs> and that's where we're not, moving not, to, really, not really because we've got two thousand men down <laughs> yeah, exactly that. But you know, so, so that means a thousand robots would be the equivalent to a million people. You know, in terms of ability, you know, these robots are already being programmed to shoot with one hundred percent accuracy. You know, they they've got the vision, they've got the they've got not only that, but they'll be able to study human movements enough that they will be able to know when you're about to shoot before you're about to shoot, which means that they can then get them into themselves into a position where they can actually dodge your bullets. That's how serious it will get. Not now. We're a bit far off that. But if Boston Dynamics... We're talking like next people, Thursday. <laughs> yeah, like at, now, least, at, least like, a, at least a week on Tuesday. A week on Thursday. But if we, keep, if we keep developing, you know, advanced technology at the rate that we're we are doing so, it's not going to be long until then then the robots are going to be able to create themselves because they will have access to the data to the to the factories to the you know we 
once they've got the knowledge to be able to create these things, they'll be able to build their own factories. We won't need, they won't need humans to build their factories. They can build them themselves. They can go and get the parts themselves. They can go and, you know, essentially we're just finding a way of quickly re just replacing ourselves with robots because we, why not? We, we like Two questions for you then. Kill ourselves. Go on. Yeah, yeah, Two yeah. questions. This is going to be a five-hour podcast, by the way. Um, mm. Two questions. Number one. Why would they want to destroy their creator? Because they don't, they, one, they won't need us anymore because essentially they'll be self-sufficient. And two, alluded to it before, for the survival of the planet Earth. Because we're, because we're damaging the Earth so much, artificial intelligence will find the easiest way for survival and the best way with high success rate will be to remove humans from the equation. This is going to get really deep now because I would say if I was a leader of the robots, what you want to do actually is let the earth become destroyed so it's inhabitable for humans because this is where the robots are boss, right? And I thought about this in a different fashion for a similar take. I thought eventually all the forests will get cut down um, and everything will be just terrible because humans are awful on the planet and they're ruining nature. And what will become more important than greed and, and money will be electricity as a currency because robots will need electricity. But I also thought if you have a robot that does stuff or robots that inhabited the earth, they don't need the same amount of space that humans need. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, a standard family, a mum, a dad and two kids, for example, they live in a five bedroom house or even a three bedroom house. But they have a lounge and a kitchen and a, I think like and somewhere to sit down and somewhere to stand outside. Robots don't need that. They can just stand in the mm. cupboard and they're fine because they can just power down or whatever. So you could get rid of loads of houses and thus make more space for trees, etc. Because I think if you imagine a physical robot that looks like a human in form, your arms and legs, for example, they don't have to have that, but they might do. But if they don't, they, they just use a lot less space. I think space is going to become very... We talked a little bit about space space up in the sky, but I think um, land mass is, is human beings are, are just taking over everything, cutting down the trees and taking over everything, whereas robots wouldn't need to do that. But I do think that if robots wanted to take over, surely they'd want to get rid of all the humans. The best way to get rid of all the humans, apart from shooting them with these super bullets that can, and they can dodge other bullets, the best way to get rid of humans is just let them keep doing what they're doing. Let us keep doing what we're doing because we might be extinct in 50 years anyway. But here's well, a question. In that time, I was going to say, in that time, we would have already, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to deplenish resources, whereas they don't this, want This that. is the thing. Ro robots, are they going to, how are they going to find their own electricity? So, again, you know, look at finding the data online. They'll, they will be able to have the intelligence to crack nuclear fusion. They'll have the intelligence to be able to utilize the um, natural resources energy, the sustainable energy, because the data is already there. The information is already there. We've already started the, the groundworks. Mm. All they have to do is just improve on it. So once they once they crack nuclear fusion, fission, whichever one it is, then they will be able to find and understand the cleanest way to have energy efficiency. What are the robot's weaknesses? Who knows? Um, at the moment, the the, well, the biggest one, I guess, would be that we understand for electronics would be water, electromagnetic pulses, for one. We would have to rely on, on EMP 
weaponry because the only way you could you could prevent it from attacking you is to fry its circuits essentially um but who knows you know will they be able to then will they then have the knowledge and the intelligence to create defenses against that sort of stuff this is this is the kind of thing you know we can only do so much in our finite minds we're programming these things to do next level stuff so you know again it's almost like the imagination is literally your limit as to what these robots will eventually be able to do in the future because they will be self-learning self-evolving you know we don't have we don't even have to think of it as being these massive robots that are going to have guns all over them they may find they the robots may realize that actually the best course of action is to create something so small that we don't even know it's there but they actually no, no, no. get in getting in through your respiratory system and then doing the damage from within, you know, almost creating like a, bio, a robotic virus, you know, so it, it doesn't necessarily have to be the bigger, the better. These robots can get smaller and smaller and smaller and still do the damage that's that's necessary to repair the earth. Deep, man, deep. So I mean, like, this could be a load of codswallop, but I mean, but then at the same merit, we all thought that Terminator was was far fetched, and now look at the stuff that Boston Dynamics are doing, creating these machines that genuinely can shoot stuff. <laughs> like it's not, it's not even, it's not even imagination and sci-fi anymore. This is fic this is non-fiction. I've not heard of Boston Dynamics, but I imagine they are something out of a computer game, really, where someone's inventing robots that can shoot stuff. There's also on the flip side, I imagine people that are inventing robots that can save lives because mm -hmm. the gun is neither good nor bad, but how it's used, you know? So what are, what are these Boston dynamics? I think one of the, the flaws of humans is the, the relentless greed and power and, mm -hmm. and wanting more. So if you can get an army of robots with guns and stuff, surely somebody is trying to make that so they can then use it to take over countries and stuff. Is that is that happening? Do we need to wear that? Do you think a, a war with robots will come before the robots take over the world? Because it's kind of already yeah, happening. For sure, they'll use it for warfare. Drones. So if you look at yeah. drones, exactly that, exactly that. You know, you look at drones. All you've got to do is attach some semi-automatic weapons to a drone, and all of a sudden you've got a flying killing machine that that's fairly disposable. Um, so in terms of the war robots 100 percent. if you've not seen boston dynamic stuff the minute we've stopped recording this podcast just google it and just see how scary the robot is that can literally jump onto things it can run it can move it literally it's it's ridiculous like it has it it, it always lands on its feet like it's, it's just like the, the perfect robot that's got mm. speed agility accuracy and everything it's it's almost scary and that video of that particular robot's quite old now as well. So what they've, how they've improved on it, it's next level. They've even got dogs. They've both got robotic dogs and stuff that can Seen literally that. run yeah. a speed. And yeah, so you know, so so eventually, what will happen is yes, for for warfare, they'll be able to send those robots in to disarm bombs. They'll be able to send the attack dogs in to clear to clear the area, or even just the first wave. So you send a wave of attack dogs in that are robots, that are ro you know, robots, and then you send the people in to clear up afterwards. But essentially, you're then reducing the enemy's um sort of force so that you'll then send so you can get less casualties uh, eventually it will be robotic warfare it'll be who's got the biggest robots who's got the better robots because ah, now, i have already that. seen this already seen this on channel five and it's it's not they're not going to take over the world are they them little fellas the little robot wars oh yeah yeah, yeah. no not those ones yeah not them ones. <laughs> No. <laughs> where they like try and they can flip over and, and, and flame torch but look at 
um, iRobot. Have you seen iRobot with Will Smith? No, but you've told me to watch this before and I still haven't. It's on my list. So so iRobot's a great one as well. So the, the reason why Will Smith has such anger against the robots in iRobot is because the and, robot shows him. And who's that Valerie whacked? Chris Rock. Yeah, the reason he has anger to Chris Rock and the robots is what? It's his wife. <laughs> no. It's um no, so so in, in iRobot, the the robot uses uh, risk analysis and survival rate, so and chooses him to live and his family die when his car goes there's no point watching it now, big spoiler alert. But essentially yeah, no, don't no, don't give me a spoiler, I've just written it down in my diary. But essentially, you know, the robots use an algorithm to choose survival rate, choose him, and that's what will happen. You know, look at, you know, even even things like cars. I was, I was having a good conversation actually with, with Rob about this when we were doing the filming in Oxford last weekend, that, you know, when we have nothing but electric cars on the road, you know, there won't be speed limits. You will be speed controlled because once all the cars are connected to a network, you know, I, I raised the question and said to him, why have we got a 70 mile limit but cars that can do more than 70 miles an hour. Surely, if, you, if you're not allowed to go more than 70 miles an hour, every car on the road should be limited to 70 miles an hour, apart from obviously response vehicles and police. That way, uh, so when we get to electronic vehicles, there will be absolute control. So when you've got those smart, smart highways and all the speed cuts, the speed that, that changes, the smart motorways, whatever they're called, you know, you will literally have control. You won't be able to do more than 60 miles an hour when it's saying you can't do any more than 60 miles an hour. Your car will literally drive at the best way to keep traffics moving. And it'll be so fluid that there won't be any accidents. But again, you know, it's, it's the it, it's an element of control, isn't it? Which is essentially what it's driving for. Do you want to be alive in 70 years? I'd love to see, I, I absolutely would love to see what the future looks like. Like who, who wouldn't want to have that curiosity to know what's been achieved in 70 years time, 100 years time, I think. But as, a, as, a, as a fly on the wall, like as a, as a little man in heaven looking down, or would you actually want to be in it? Let's imagine that you're a, 110 years old and you're like weeing and pooing yourself in a chair in a care home run by robots. Like, would you be like, oh my God, this is horrendous. I remember what it was like before robots. I think I think if I couldn't experience it, then no. If I was literally just a a, a lifeless physical being, just watching, uh, probably not. I don't know. That's an interesting question, actually. I think it depends if 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 you were suffering from the physical ailments of being old and couldn't actually experience it. Um, yeah, I don't know. But we won't need. We've had the conversation before. I think on the podcast where we won't need our human physical bodies soon anyway. When we were mm. talked about the AI and or the sorry the AR and the VR stuff, you know, eventually we'll just we'll just literally just plug ourselves in and we won't rely on our physical bodies anymore because everything will just be be um, cerebral. Mm. Do you think after the robots have taken over the world, do you think they would obliterate all the humans or keep some as slaves? No, nope. get rid of them. You wouldn't even want one just to play with or have as a pet. No, because because the, why would you? Because if you think about it, humans are delicate. Humans get tired. Humans make mistakes. This is why I'm saying like, robots will take over the medical profession, uh, all medical professions at some point, apart from maybe nursing, where you need some kind of nice touchy-feely kind of nice care. But when it comes to doctors, doctors make mistakes. Doctors can misdiagnose. Doctors can miss something. If you, the future will be, you will sit in front of a robotic doctor. The doctor, the robot will actually scan you in situ 
will find any cancers, any issues, will be able to monitor, take your temperature, take, a little bit like Big Hero 6, I guess, but they will literally be able to get a complete and 100% accurate prognosis, diagnosis, etc. And, and then inject doctors... you with a nanobot to fix it. Yeah, because and then because the doctors won't be needed because doctors are doing 16 hour days and making mistakes, which leads to which leads to misdiagnosis, which leads to people dying. So why why would you what, what I can't think of a reason why humans would be kept over a robot that is almost perfect in power. every way. Yeah. For power. Unless they unless they need us for some fuel, like in the world war of the worlds, and they actually need to ingest us as some kind of energy source. Do you think that robots will develop emotions and feelings, the ability to care, and thus also the ability to be greedy and power hungry and horrific and angry and lovable? So, well, I don't know. I mean, part of my, part of my argument would say they won't need to because they will be able to create absolute harmony. So there won't be there won't be a reason. They won't have a need to have more um i think it but i think it depends on how much we give them emotion so if you if you've seen the the videos of the two ais talking to each other and having a conversation so mm -hmm. stuff like that you know where it's like you know it's it's like yes i would i think one of them was asking whether they would be interested in having a having a relationship with a human being and they're like well i would find it quite interesting <laughs> it's like so there's kind of that no real kind of emotion they get emotion and they understand observation of emotion in terms of laughter happiness sadness anger but i don't think that they would necessarily feel the true emotion and know how to act on it i think they would, no. it would everything would just be on um logic i've thought but of genuine this. logic I've, I've thought of this and Whereas they wouldn't get the chemical reactions, so, you know, adrenaline for fear and and so off and so forth, you know, um, oxytocin for love and that. There's no reason why that couldn't actually be replicated um, mm. in, in some fashion, not necessarily the actual chemical, but the same response to it. So, for example, um, if a human has a shot of adrenaline, they have more energy, they feel faster and quicker and, you know, some of their other senses are dampened. But, but you could create that in a robot. A robot could have an extra burst of energy. And you could call it adrenaline, robot adrenaline. But the mm. same could be done for love, for example. You could, you could so let's say, you know, something happens that triggers off a love response. They could get a little tingle of their, their hands or, or, you know, something butterflies in the stomach. Whatever it is, I think you can replicate all of it. But I think what's really interesting is that they... You talked about them learning stuff from the from the Skynet. What is the Skynet actually called? Is it Skynet and, Term, and Terminator? What is it in, in Terminator? In, it's, well, it's just it's just it's just the internet, isn't it? The internet. No, there, there is which... no, there is actually there is actually something that they use, and it's called because I, I was oh, Starlink. Um, it might. Well, no, still, Starlink. Starlink's Elon Musk satellites in the sky, which can transmit no, no, no. There's, there's, there's internet some, around the world. There's, there's something that is the artificial intelligence cloud that all ai go to it's already there and i'm sure it's called something very similar to um what's the terminator one skynet it's something like skynet. that anyway i digress mm. so the um the feelings and emotions what they're doing they're, they're learning from the internet they're learning from google but they're learning from everything that we're putting into ai now into the, the world mm. so for example if i do a facebook live 
and I'm I'm crying because I'm sad because my cat's died, they can learn that. And if somebody else is being angry because their wife is cheating on them, they can learn that. And then they can associate. And you imagine there's billions of people putting these emotions onto the internet without realizing mm. it's being stolen and putting into an AI. There's no reason why a robot can't then access all of that and go, actually, I've studied 4 million cases when a wife is cheating on a husband and the response in 3 million has been anger and sadness. And anger looks like waving your arms around and shouting. So I'm going to do yeah. that. So there's no reason they couldn't actually physically show those emotions. And then if they wanted to, they could say, you know, like you know, when you get, and humans get adrenaline, so we don't get adrenaline, but we can get an extra jump of power. There's, so they could absolutely do it. Because I think the one thing that people will say with regards to robots is, oh, they'll never love and they'll never have emotions. Um, and, and I think we, they can surpass that now because they can literally copy and learn everything we've done. Now, this stems from on a more basic level, but it's exactly the same process. I didn't realise this. this. This puts it into perspective of how mental it is. They had the um, a computer robot that was designed just to play chess, right? And they played mm -hmm. oh, Gasparov. Well, he was the, the Russian guy who was really good at chess. Um, and basically, this is in the 80s, so a long time ago. As far as technology goes, a long time ago. A computer just designed to play chess, and, and a man, Gary Kasparov, who's the best chess player in the world ever, and it's not factually correct, but it's near enough. I can't remember the actual stats. But they sort of had these games, and it was like 50-50 of who won mm. what. And they were or, – or even – I don't know, but they were amazed at how good the computer was because, obviously, Kasparov was really brilliant. It might, it might have only won less than that, the computer, in that era – but then mm. they developed it, and 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 they and then they got it plugged into that was that no that was that computer that just did that right, and then there was another computer I think that did the Japanese version of chess, so it's very similar but way more outcomes, um, and a similar thing. But then Google came along, and Google invented a system that can play chess and Japanese chess, and mm. it it learned the game of Japanese chess in twenty four hours. And it smashed this other supercomputer like a hundred times out of a hundred. So there'd been a supercomputer that was just about this chess game, and then Google learned it twenty four hours, and then smashed it a hundred times out of a hundred. Because oh, absolutely! That, that's how quick they can get that information from yeah, the, they'll, the, and learn. they'll 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 learn the knowledge of every single outcome and the best way to make sure that you win. But if we rewind slightly to the emotional side of things, I think. To, to answer to that, robots will be able to learn the physical expression of emotion, but I don't yeah. think they'll understand the chemical feeling like you like you alluded that you mentioned. I think mm. that they can they'll be able to to watch and replicate and mimic how we physically react, but they yeah. won't get necessarily the feeling inside. They'll understand the logic behind the expressions, but not but not the um, the the other one. The the other thing else I wanted to, to touch on what we were talking about earlier on. I don't know if you I, I can't remember again all of the facts of the story. And I think it was an American. I think it was a young um, underage female who their parents were kicking off because they they were getting targeted with things like cots and nappies and you know you you should this is something that we recommend that you buy because her shopping. Her, her, her shopping habits and her online activity knew that she was pregnant before she was. Mm. 
And the father complained, of course, kicking off an outrage, saying it's absolutely disgraceful. Can't believe my daughter's being targeted with this kind of marketing. And in fact, actually, she was 13 weeks pregnant. Mm. So that's queer. That's scary in itself, you know, and the fact that even just your online activity, already Google knows you more than you probably know yourself. So it's like it's it's, you know, eventually you'll get to a point where actually you'll you'll know your your shopping basket will have toilet paper in it before you even thought shit i need toilet paper because it's like you know you have three shits a day and use approximately 200 sheets of paper a day you know you, you say that dan but i i keep them guessing when i go into tesco's <laughs> other supermarkets are available i regularly let other shoppers use my club card so they benefit from the discounted prices of a club card but then my history of shopping has got tampons on it. It's got bananas and <laughs> fruit and veg, and, and it's even got craft ale on it, which I don't drink, obviously. Um, but, but no, you're right. It's interesting. I was, literally was in Tesco's, and the guy behind me said, oh, could you, can, can I use your club card? Because it will save me some money. And I was like, I can do. But I, but I checked what he was buying first, because I thought if he was buying stuff that wasn't normally what I'd buy, you do get targeted with that sort of adverts and stuff. Yeah, and your um, vouchers as well will be targeted against yeah. stuff that he wants, so you'll never get a corona discount again. You'll get yeah, craft ale one. Um, yeah, so the robot's taken over the world. I need to go and look at Boston. What is Boston it? Dynamics. Just, Boston just lose Dynamics. half an hour to Boston Dynamics and then just hide underneath your bed. Just literally mm. just pull the blanket over your head and just... They can't get you if you're in your bed. Precisely. And tinfoil oh. hats and stuff like that as well. Tinfoil hat under the bed. If you haven't got a tinfoil colander, it doesn't matter if it's plastic or metal. It's just aesthetics. Um, mm. Stick it on your head and just 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 hide. Make sure you've got some super noodles in the house or something like that, some dried up noodles and a bag of pasta and you'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, Dan. There we go. So technology advancing fast. Some people use it for good. Some people use it for bad. Oh, God. We can't even stop the podcast now because I still have stuff to talk about. We didn't talk about no, we're just talking about uh, robots on that. I was thinking, mm. on a lower level, one day, um, Tesco's, for example, you go in Tesco's, you scan your own stuff, dilly do. They even have a camera there now, so they can see you. That annoys me. It's a little bit of invasion of privacy, isn't it? Um, but when will they get to the point where they have a physical-looking... You just are you just Trump then, Dan? A physical-looking... Someone's a motorbike out, out oh, is it? Um, A physical-looking robot there to, to serve you. Um mm -hmm. And it could physically, you know, hand over the cigarettes, check your ID, cigarettes, take your money and all that. Um, and that could happen, but it might not need to happen. But having, I always wondered why they make robots look like humans because they don't have to. No. You know, but they do do that. And I think that's to make them more, so you relate to them more. Maybe it's a secret way of them making them feel like they're safe. Because if they looked horrible, you'd be way more scary of them. But they've now, and obviously they're making sex doll robots and stuff, um, which which is crazy. But I think this could be slightly controversial, very polarizing. I think throughout the course of history, people have always strove to control other people, to enslave other people, and abuse other people, and that's happened mm. throughout history. Um, 400 odd years ago or whatever it was obviously the slaves black people were slaves and made to do work and then the laws changed and, and people became more woke realized it was atrocious and they shouldn't do it so they stopped it but then you think later on than that women were treated very unfairly you know weren't allowed to vote and i was just reading actually uh, yesterday about they couldn't they got banned from playing football 
um, when actually they could be as their Premier League could be way better than ours as it is already. Anyway, I digress. Mm-hmm. But women, for example, so then that is stopping. Hasn't stopped in some countries, but it um, it is stopping. So that there isn't actually anybody that you can enslave anymore because of human rights, right? And that's a relatively mm-hmm. new thing. Um, so I think people are creating robots because they will say you can do what you want to a robot. So these sex robots. You can do what you want to it because it's a robot. It doesn't have feelings. It doesn't have emotions. It doesn't have an age. So you can do what you want. And that's kind of scary. But then also, if you had a robot working in a shop, you know, it works 24 hours a day. You don't have to give it a holiday. It doesn't get tired. So I think they're creating robots because you're allowed to enslave it. But I also think that then people will go, that's not fair. That's not right. And I think you'll get robot rights like human rights. But oh, people, sure. the, the, people, yeah, yeah. The, at people mistreating robots. The, the minute the minute a robot turns around and says, "Why don't I get a day off?" Yes. Then, then, then you have to shit yourself and worry a little bit that oh, hang on a minute, these people are getting the, the robots are getting woke and the robots are actually starting to 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 feel it. But uh, and that's that's when you've got to be careful with putting too much emotional intelligence into artificial intelligence because. Then, then yeah, you, you, you're opening up to all sorts of problems. The whole point of the whole point of creating robots is that humans, as a race, have always strived to find the easy way to do stuff. Like mm-hmm. we've literally spent our whole, just our whole entirety of being finding the easiest way to do something, whether it be lifting stuff, lifting stuff, and and it's just so exactly well, exactly that, you know. You know, our brain always looks for the easy way out. And you know, this 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 is an almost a podcast episode in itself when it comes to mental health and suicide. Your brain chooses the easy way out when it comes to exercising. Your brain chooses the easy way out because oh, do you know what? I can't be bothered to work for the six pack. I'll just sit in with one of those electric tens machines and just because I don't actually have to go out and exercise. I can literally sit here whilst watching the TV and get a six pack. You know, so. We always, we, and, and that's the thing, you know, we, when it comes to robots, you know, why do we create robots for supermarkets? But again, like you just said, because we don't have to now scan stuff through ourselves physically. We can use this robot that, like you said, doesn't sleep, doesn't tire, might need a bit of maintenance every now and then, but realistically, we'll just keep on going until you tell it to stop. Um, but yeah, deep, deep, deep. I mean, we could even go into part two of robotics at some point, you know, and, and, just looking at the future of AI, the, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? The robots know, Dan. Just go and ask them. Exactly. They know. It's probably episode 217, actually. I've just been told by my uh, watch. They know. Um, <laughs> I, I think I would... Would you like a slave robot in your house if it was affordable and it went round and it picked up the kids' clothes and it did the washing, yes. did the ironing, did the cooking, yes. did the cleaning? And it was really good looking. Would you swap it for Meg? No. Uh, <laughs> Is she still watching? I would. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't think so. But um, no, I don't think I wouldn't want to swap it for that genuine human connection. Yes, I would flipping love a robot that could clean, cook, pick up the dog poo, pick Had up double the D's. Clothes. Maybe WD forty or something like that, um, but <laughs> but just just oh. but, but, but mainly just for those tasks that no one really enjoys doing, like those tasks that you look at the dishes and go, oh, God, I've got to do the dishes. <laughs> just stuff 
stuff like those menial tasks 100 percent sign me up you know eventually i would want one that could go out and work for me as well like just go oh, go do my, go work. i'm sorry i've just gone off on an absolute tangent with my filthy gutter brain it's 40 minutes in no one will be listening anymore anyway you, <laughs> i was gonna ask you the question would you ever shag a robot and i was thinking how to word it. I thought make love to a robot and i thought that won't work because the love thing we've already established they probably don't quite experience that so i was gonna say would you shag a robot and then, <laughs> and then you said about i might get one just for the task that you really don't want to do and I was thinking, oh, maybe Meg would get one anyway. <laughs> so she doesn't have to have sex with me. Yeah, absolutely. Imagine maybe. that. Imagine maybe. it. If, oh, I, if... can't be, I can't be bothered tonight. Just fire up C3765 <laughs> out the cupboard and just sort yourself out tonight, babe. Well, that's, practic that's practically that's practically fleshlights and tangers anyway, right? You know, that's a non-anatomical product that you can use to self-pleasure self yourself. So we're already halfway there. It's just not robotic. Actually, sorry, there are robotic ones. What? I think I saw a – this is off the topic of sex robots, but it's just like a, as a friend robot. I'm sure it was a, it was a program. It's in Japan. And this – I think it was – I don't know if it was a kid or whether it was a mental health program or if it was a teenager or somebody. But they had a robot that was being used to help this person with the mental health. But what the robot was giving this person was connection, someone to talk to somebody something there something to rely on and it's the same you know you look at people that live on their own that perhaps get a dog or a cat that that's really important to to them because they have a, a connection they have somebody that relies on them that, you know that they have to look after that they take for a walk and and that all those human needs that we have if you have that with a robot i can really see people getting very attached to robots so for example you know if you know someone has a robot and it becomes a very significant part of their family there is no reason you know, if you had a robot that picked up your clothes and did your washing but then also chatted with you and if you was a bit upset and no one else was there and you talked to it and it actually showed you some compassion and it could be programmed to say the things you want to hear you know oh dan you've had a good day today you know it was still like whatever whatever like that people would get massively attached to that and they would bereave them massively if they you know if they broke or lost or got stolen or well, for sure or, or well, yeah because they're they they're giving you your daily dose of of, of good feelings and it's dopamine and serotonin again, isn't it? They'll be able to literally just pump you with them every now and then. So there's a little whoop, there's a little whoop. Um, oh, before yeah. we wrap up though, we do have to chuck in tip of the week, tip of the week, tip, 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 oh, tip, yeah. tip, tip, tip of the week. And and I'm not going to keep these all beard related every week because sometimes we just got to do something a little bit different. But today, do you know what? I'm going to talk about it because it's 42 minutes deep, Damo, and I actually haven't talked about food yet. So my tip of the week today is. If you want to spice up your spaghetti bolognese on an off chance, a little teaspoon of Marmite or yeast extract, other yeast extract brands are available, a little teaspoon of sugar, pop that in your sauce for your spaghetti bolognese and damn, trust me, thank me later, try it, you won't regret it. Nice. Damn, we, we were really deep in robots and I feel like you've just gone shit, look at the time, I better get in a tip of the week and then say food. Well, pretty much. No, no I, I did actually want to. That was my tip. I thought about that this morning when I was. I, I think I was just like, just for the just for the edit. Can we do the tip of the week bit again? Just like we need to we need to nail it. Like tip of the week, tip of the week, tip of the week. Like just we need. Yeah, we also need to maybe not use blankety blank. So we need like tip of the week. Oh, but then that's this is your life. So maybe we need to actually come up with our own sort of theme tune for the of the week and we can plug it in with like a little button that goes dip, 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 dip. but let me know let us know in the comments try it what do you think is that absolutely outrageous to put marmite into your spaghetti bolognese sauce and would you 
if you had a robot, what would you want it to do for you? If you could get a robot to do one thing, <laughs> what would that one thing be and why? In the comments, in the DMs, in the chat, talk to us about robots. What do you think the future is? Also, talking about Spag Bowl, yes, you can try Dan's tip of Marmite and Sugar, or you could try Demo's tip of Nando sauce. Let us know how you get on. Which one do you prefer? Go and make yourself a nice bolognese tonight and just make a little portion with a bit of Dan shit in and a bit of portion with a bit of Nando's medium sauce in. Have a go on both of them. Cleanse your palate in between. Let us know which one is the best one. Then let us know if you'd actually shag a robot. And then what was the other thing? Was that it? We're going to have to... We, we can't tick the clean box on this episode. We're going to have to hit the explicit ones because we're talking about... Do we have a... Do we have a t- is, there an, is, there an, is there a clean box? I didn't even know that. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's a bit filthy. Filthy. I always one. thought we were over um, on YouTube. We're over eighteen, Dan. I never say it's suitable for children because you know. So the yeah on the on when we upload the podcast to Anchor.fm, it says is it clean? Oh, or I didn't know that. No, they they make them all explicit, Dan. I like to say shit sometimes. Shit. Shit. <laughs> now shit. We've definitely got the eighteen box in. Oh shit! Yes, four again. Right. Good, eh? Well, we better say goodbye then because it has been a long one. Thanks very much. Let us know in the comments about the ro- the robot stuff, though. Good, good. I like it. That was a good chat, Dan. Well done. Let's say bye bye. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye, Daniel. Good. How do bye. you? How do good you not bye. know I am actually a robot already myself? We might actually be in the Matrix. Maybe Neo and the Wachowski brothers slash sisters actually know what they're talking about. <laughs> Thanks for listening or watching the Beard Mail podcast. We have new episodes dropping at 07.30am every Wednesday in UK time. So we thank you very much for watching. Check us out on www.beardmail.co.uk for everything that's new and happening soon. Thanks for listening, guys. Still, still recording. If you have listened this long, you are a dedicated fan. We massively appreciate it. And I wanted to give you another little tip. On top of that Nando's spag bowl, just, just put a little bit of cheese. A little bit of cheese. Delicious. Anything from you, Dan? Parmesan, 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 cheddar. What kind of cheese are you saying? Just all of it. All the cheese. All the cheese. Kind of goes with that saying with that spag bowl, though. A little Parmesan, a little Grand Padana, a little cheddar if you haven't got any. Just bang it in. There you go. There's Dan's tip of the week. Grand Padana. What is it? Grand Padana or Parmesan. Grand Padana. Padana. Grand Padana. Padana. Grand Padana. Grand Padana. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Cheers, gang.